When you were playing that record, what were you thinking? Hello, Internet. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Take 25. My name is Luke Irvin, and I am the host of Take 25. If you are new here, this show is a conversation with myself and other creatives. Uh, These creatives can be musicians, filmmakers, artists, entrepreneurs. Uh, It doesn't matter. The one thing that matters is that everyone I sit down with has some kind of connection to Arkansas. That means they could be born here, grew up here, or they've relocated here for the creative project they're working on. Now, on this episode, I'm joined with a filmmaker, and uh, this is a really, really fun episode. I'm joined with Jason Pitts, and we'll be talking about his film. I'll, I'll share that in just a second. But before we get to that, just a uh, quick house cleaning item. Um, I would love to have more guests on this show, so if you're interested, please reach out. Um, would love to be able to share your story and have a conversation with you. Right now, I'd say the best way to reach out is probably Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at the Luke Irvin. Uh, but I'm going to plan to get maybe some sort of website or some kind of contact form to make that process a bit easier. So right now I'm actively trying to find um, guests for the show. I would love to be able to get this out every Tuesday, um, but if that doesn't work out, that's okay. As long as I can consistently get at least one episode out per month, I'll be very happy. So let's get into this episode. I'm joined with Jason Pitts once again, and we are talking about his upcoming film, Voorhees Night of the Beast. Now I say upcoming, but this is a big film and a big project, so um, we're going to talk a lot about his uh, his story, the campaign that he's working on right now. He's already got a great actor lined up to play Jason. Um, he's already teased the, the look of Jason, and it's really, really, really awesome. It's a really fun episode. If you're looking into getting into filmmaking, a lot of good nuggets are dropped here. So be sure to watch, listen to this episode, look at the show notes. I'll drop down some links below that we talk about. So without further ado, I hope you enjoy this conversation with myself and Jason. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much again uh, for taking the time. We've been trying to connect for a little while now. So you've got a lot of projects and Mm -hmm. one in particular we're going to talk about. And I want to dive into that. But where I like to start is kind of setting up the story to really get some context. So I'm really curious when you were growing up, has film always been at the forefront or did you have any other like creative endeavors before getting into film when you were a kid? Yeah, it's always been film um, with uh, writing as a part of that. Um, Once I decided that I wanted to do film, I focused on the writing side for a long time, I got a ton of screenwriting books, taught myself how to do that, um, reached out to as many screenwriters as I could that I knew of and teachers and just picked their brains as much as I could. And um, yeah, it's always, it's always been film. <laughs> Curious, like, well, so what, what was, uh, was there any, what age did that really start? When did you start writing? Were you writing I like start- in high school? No, it was before that. I started writing around uh, seven. I've got I've got two full novels that I wrote when I was like seven or eight. They're terrible, but I still have them. <laughs> and they're they're horror as well. Um, you know, the, the first one is kind of based on Jason. I created my own character with a an, an axe in one hand and a chainsaw in the other hand. But and yeah, and I just. 
went from there. This the second one is kind of based on Freddy. He's like this warlock that could get in your brain and make you see things. <laughs> wow. So horror seems to be has always had an impact. So you just kind of grew up with horror films? Did, yeah. Wow. Yeah, we went to uh drive-in theaters all the time, watched double double features. I was like seven watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre three on the big screen and uh nightmare on elm street and i had i had this friend who uh wasn't able to watch horror films and one time uh, i remember we were at um some kind of boy scout event or whatever and his mom was there she was like a den mother and i was he, he was really curious about nightmare on elm street four and so i like told him like word for word like what happened <laughs> and she overheard us and got really mad at me <laughs> that's incredible yeah. i woke up this morning trying to think back on what were some of my first like theater experiences so i grew up in hope arkansas and when i was young we had a theater it didn't last too long after my i, I know after my first theater experience it didn't last too much longer because i think that's when like texarkana got there so you know they just had more than hope did but i i'm pretty sure it was like jurassic park mm. and i had to be like in kindergarten or first grade i was pretty young seeing jurassic park and that's pretty yeah, classic got, movie and that's even on its own is kind of scary yeah <laughs> and yeah. my kid my kids are really in dinosaurs right now but um yeah um horror was always something that interests me because um my dad would watch a lot of these films and, and some of them, I don't know if you necessarily classify as horror, they could be long thriller, but I just remember, you know, moments where I finally got to like watch Silence of the Lambs mm -hmm. and my dad was really into Aliens and Predator and getting into those franchises. So th those are ones I always grew up uh, just really enjoying and still enjoy to this day. Um, did you, uh, did you make any films in school? Did, um, whether in high school or into college? Um. I did like little short things in, in high school, nothing, nothing that you could really call like a film. Like they were like, just like tests basically, like trying to make a chair rock by itself yeah. and trying to make my friend walk through, it looked like he walked through a, a window and, and just stuff like that with, um, but never, never a narrative or, or anything like that in high school. Um, it wasn't until I got into college that I decided uh, that I wanted that to be, my, to be my degree. I went to the University of North Texas, and I got my film degree there. And while while in college there, I made several shorts, a feature, and um, and that's that's when I started filmmaking. Gotcha. Did you go to school in Arkansas or college in Arkansas? I went to UCA for a semester. I had a full scholarship there, um, but I, I I I got too social and I lost my my scholarship my first semester. So, <laughs> <laughs> and did, but did you stay or just kind of no after that college dropout I, story or while while I was there in that first semester, I met I met my wife and uh, uh, she was graduating that that year. And we got married, and she wanted to move to Texas to pursue her master's degree. Well, so we we moved to Texas, and um, we had to get jobs to support ourselves. She has 
to the she has still never gotten her master's like she wanted to she uh i went back to school and and got my film degree in texas um but she's planning on going back pretty soon and doing it online to, to finally get her master's degree but yeah nice um yeah so i want to i want to talk about college just a little bit more before we start getting more into to the upcoming film um mm -hmm. I was torn because I did film in high school for a little bit. I, I do wish going back, I could have pushed myself a little bit more because uh, a lot of the films we focused on were more kind of commercial advertisement type mm -hmm. films, you know, never sat down and tried to like write out a story and kind of build on that. So I really wish I did that. Going into college, all my friends went film. I went computer science, but I would still basically be the, uh, the go-to actor in a sense where I would just have time and just let them direct me and throw in what what they did um um but yeah but what was call it like right now with the state of film how what's the emphasis you would put on education because I've, I'm always kind of torn with the idea of like do I ever want to try to shave find time to shave off and go back to school and focus a little bit more on film so I can do more or do you think people can kind of just get out there and do it and learn what I have learned uh since since then is people can just go out there do it and learn yeah. um everything's on youtube uh you learn you learn by doing it making mistakes learning from your mistakes learning from other people's mistakes watching other people the degree i haven't done anything with that needed a degree yet <laughs> and yeah. i've had that i've had it since 2006 you know uh so uh, I, I think the degree is pretty much useless, so I wouldn't mess with it. If I could go back, I would just start doing it. The one thing that it did help with is, is meeting, uh, people mm -hmm. who, who, you know, later on became, uh, you know, news, you know, news directors or mm -hmm. stuff like that, you know, people you can still connect with and a little bit with the, uh, um, the professors helping you like get jobs and stuff yeah but um, for for the most part it it doesn't really do anything yeah gotcha yeah i feel like uh, you know with computer science it's it's kind of the same story because uh you know i'm a mobile developer but i learned everything kind of through internships so outside of the school environment um and i'm kind of stuck with that so that's curious to hear on film um because there's so much of it i still don't know because one more well, the one aspect I've kind of been pushing off is the writing where I think would you say writing needs to be at the forefront yes yes writing definitely needs to be at the forefront and I I had one uh screenwriting class in college and it was just like basic very very basic bare bones screenwriting class and that uh it may be different now but back then it was very tough to get into it was very competitive and and the uh, and it was there was only one instructor having two screenwriting classes. Uh, one of them was intro, and the other one was advanced. And everybody was trying to get into those, and they were just so competitive to get into, and and kind of political as well. And so I would just recommend getting as many screenwriting books as you can. Teach yourself. Um, there's screenwriting. I went to a screenwriting seminar in los angeles um one year that was incredibly beneficial and uh so i would just 
find workshops and, and local travel if you can. Um, Hollywood, New York, they both have great workshops usually. And uh, yeah, just teach nice. yourself. Well, uh, later today we can circle back if you have any recommendations and uh, I can leave links for people below. So let's, let's talk Jason Voorhees. Yeah. Because it seems like you've, uh, you've worked on some multiple ideas around this and now you're, you're really diving into one film. So I'm curious, before what you're working on right now, how many other projects have you worked on related to this character? And was there any specific moment that just really kind of drew you to this character, like growing up? Not that I remember. I, I mean, he's always been a part of, of my life. Um, the first Friday the 13th came out in 1980, the year I was born. Mm-hmm. And my parents named me Jason. So he's always been with me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I have always dabbled with the idea of making a Jason film. It's always been a dream of mine. Um, ideally, you know, it would have been with the studio that owns it, but um, so many fan films are being made now that I was like, well, let's, just, let's just do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, I've written several stories. One of them was called uh, Evil Never Dies. And it wasn't just Jason. I wrote this one uh, in in high school. I just brought all of the characters together, um, Jason and Michael Myers and Freddy, Freddy Krueger and um, Leatherface, Pinhead. I brought them all together and I still have it somewhere. But what I was proud of in that one is I linked them all together in a way that made sense. And when people read it, they were like, holy crap um like i had uh jason and michael were twins and uh um pamela pamela Voorhees had had twins and in the hospital amanda krueger who's freddie's mom who was a nun was doing um uh volunteer work at the hospital and felt just felt the evil from them and was like holy crap they can't they can't be together so she she takes one and like gives it to the Myers family and ends up being Michael, and, and it just goes from there. And that that was the starting point. And anyway, it was just it was a it was a fun little story. But as far as Voorhees, uh, that came about because I was like, man, I just really want to do a Jason movie. And I have a, a another friend, a contact that lives up in the Harrison area. His name's Jason Mansfield, and he was like, man, that'd be cool. So he's like, if you need any help, let me know. And um, I started digging into his background and seeing what he did. And he 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 uh, is a is a big like uh, urban legend guy. He does a lot of shows on urban legends. Uh, he's done shows on the the folk monster mm-hmm. uh, down in South Arkansas. And uh, one of the biggest things that he does is Bigfoot stuff. And I was like, dude, what do you think about like Jason versus Bigfoot? And he's all like, it's awesome, brilliant. <laughs> so um, one of the, the things that I was a little bit, I was like, let's, 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 all right, let's get together and do it. We can co-direct. I'll take care of the Jason stuff, make sure Jason's, you know, handled uh, correctly. And you can take, take care of mostly the Bigfoot stuff. Um, but the one thing I was a little uh, hesitant about doing is advertising the Bigfoot part mm-hmm. uh, be, because um, 
Bigfoot's kind of uh, been watered down and kind of treated as a joke like the last 20 years, pretty much since Harry and the Hendersons. And But we, we're going to make him big, nasty, uh, and brutal, and just mean. So I'm excited about it. Um, when I tell people about, you know, Jason versus Bigfoot, they they kind of scoff and they're like, is, is that a joke? And I'm like, no, we're really going to do it, and it's going to be good. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's how that came about. That's really cool. Quick side note: I believe there's a new series related to Bigfoot on Hulu. Have you watched that? Sasquatch. Uh, I think that's I have not watched it yet, but I've heard about it, and um, I've heard that it's not really about Bigfoot. It's it's like a murder mystery that uh, they originally think it's Bigfoot, and then it turns up to be something else. Gotcha. Okay. But I, I, I do plan on watching it. Yeah, but I've, heard that. I've, I've seen some ads for it, and I was like, ooh, this, this looks kind of cool. I may want to check this out. Yeah. <laughs> um, man, this is awesome. So curious, and this is going to go, I guess, more to like the, the film business side of things. When you're working with a, you know, an iconic character like Jason Voorhees, what are some of the initial things like you had to do? Is there rights you have to go get to be able to use this character for a fan film or... Uh, was there any kind of like blockers that you had to get past first? Right. Um, so when you do a fan film, you, you have to be very transparent mm. um, upfront on all your promotional stuff, make it clear that you're not doing this to make a profit. Mm. And technically it is against uh, copyright law. Um, but there, especially in the sci-fi and horror genres, uh, the studios and the um, uh, the owners of who have the rights have been very lenient, especially uh, over the past like 10, 10, 10 or so years, um, because they found that it really helps it helps increase their value of their their property. So as long as people don't try to make money off of their uh, property, they mm -hmm. they allow it. Um, there are so many Star Trek and, uh, you know, horror based, um, fan films out there and they just, they just let them slide. Technically they, if they wanted to be a-holes, they could sue everybody. Um, but they just let it go and people have started to understand and realize that. So they're just having paydays with it. <laughs> gotcha. So yeah, just, just make it, make a, uh, make it clear on all, all of your stuff and, uh, at the beginning of the movie that you're not making a profit <clears throat> and you should be fine. And that's wow. what we're doing. Interesting. Wow. So um, what was the, what was the next process after that? Did you focus more on just getting the look for Jason first? Yeah, that's what we started, started first. Um, there's a uh, special effects artist in Northwest Arkansas we connected with. Um, her name is uh, Shayla. And um, I told her that I wanted it to kind of be uh, Jason after part seven, mm. uh, part eight around there. And uh, so she did a lot of research, watched the movies, made a mask for us. Um, and it looks pretty incredible. Um, she did the costume and she's going to do more, wor more work on it. Um, and Jason, in, in part seven, you can see his ribs and, mm -hmm. and his spine on his back uh we're gonna we're gonna get all that done so she's still not done yet and she's also working on the bigfoot costumes as well 
um jason mansfield had half of a dozen bigfoot costumes and he took all of them up there to her and she's kind of mix and matching them and making them like a big big awesome one from all of them sewing them all together and uh and then uh i found a a guy who made on, online who made custom hot hot jason masks like mm-hmm. the hockey part she you know she did the, the mask underneath the hockey mask and uh so i i told him i wanted it to be between uh jason takes manhattan and jason goes to hell so he he created that for me and i bought it from him and if you look at the mask that we have it's still got like some traces of, of like green toxic waste on it from mm-hmm. the end of from the end of uh takes manhattan so yeah so we focused on on getting him like his look right and then mm-hmm. um once we had the you know the bare bones of the costume together i really wanted to get some kind of footage of our actor um in in the costume and his name is james stokes and he's fantastic uh i, I met him uh early last year and as soon as i saw him i was like dude you look like like kane hotter he looks like hotter and he's got the build he's stocky mm-hmm. and i was like you'd be a fantastic jason so uh he came down from he, he lives in nashville and he came down from nashville we put him in the costume and we did a little short um short video that we're kind of using to uh you know show people that we can we know how to treat jason we know how he mm-hmm. moves we know mm-hmm. how awesome he is and um trying to use that to raise some some funds with it <laughs> yeah yeah so uh so right now you've got a campaign going to raise funds so um kind of looking outside of that if you're working on a horror film what are some of the other challenges you may come up um number one is always fundraising <laughs> it's always tough to to find find money anywhere mm-hmm. um yeah some of the other challenges are um uh, the special effects are are kind of tough. Uh, you got to have a really good um, practical effects person. Nowadays, you can find uh, somebody who can do some video effects um, to add add on to those. I I personally don't like uh, the CGI stuff mm-hmm. unless unless it's like just enhancing what's already there. The practice, like if you do some practical effects. And then, and then the uh, visual kind of just enhances that. Um, but if it's all visual, it, it it still still doesn't look right to me, and I still don't like them. Um, so I would say that probably, other than fundraising, is probably the other the other tough thing is to get that stuff looking looking right. Gotcha. <clears throat> Casting can be difficult too. Um, I'm I'm still writing the script. Mm. Uh, I, I wanted to be done um, casting by now, but my other project before this, um, Masquerade, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it, it went long and we had to push things, push shooting back on it. So it's really messed with the, uh, the timeline that I had planned for Voorhees. Um, but I've adjusted and we should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. So, uh, were you, what, what was your plan for Voorhees? Are you trying to get out like by Halloween? Yeah, uh, we were wanting to shoot it in in October, okay. and um, I, but I wanted to have the script done by the end of April mm-hmm. and start casting in May. Um, but it looks like I'm not going to be able to start casting until towards the end of this month. 
um, once the script is done. And um, but that'll still give us three three months. We still we're still on track to shoot in October. It'll still give us three months to cast and do all the post production stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, get a shot list together and um, and everything. I, I, it, it'll be tough, but I think we can still do it. Awesome. Well, after Jason, are you gonna do a Freddy movie? <laughs> oh man, I would love to, but uh, that would be so fantastic. And uh, I, I think Freddy is a lot more complicated to do than Jason. So I'm gonna say no. <laughs> yeah, I think with with Freddy, he's got a bit of a per- he's got more personality. He's got more personality. Got more to he say had, too. <laughs> he had and an amazing actor that could pull it off. Without yeah, people trashing on you and then then like the dreamscape there there it would it would for me to do a freddy movie correctly the way that i uh see freddy after growing up with him and everything i I would do an amazing freddy movie let me tell you but um it just would take so much special effects it it would be probably a million dollar project wow (laughs) Would this be for uh, like a short or a feature? Oh, I would I would make a feature if I could. Yeah, right. Of course. So uh, going Voorhees, into, mm-hmm. sorry, Borgie's going to be somewhere in the middle, kind of like a long, like I, I would say about uh, fifty to sixty minutes. Okay. That was that still considered a short? Because uh, a feature I, has to be one twenty, right? Yeah. Once you get over like forty minutes, it starts being called a feature. Ah, so. Okay. <clears throat> wow. That's really cool. Well, a ha- um, couple questions we can wrap up because I'm just really curious. This is fascinating. Um, do you have any film projects that are outside of the horror genre? Um, not produced. I have two faith-based ideas that I really like that I want to make someday. Um, one of them is called um, Mysterious Ways, and the other one is called Every Answer um uh, every answer is more of a uh, like a tv show where every episode is the main a different main character they're dealing with a different problem and then at the end uh they find their faith and so the, the idea is like every answer is jesus you know to they answer to every problem and um and then mysterious ways uh it's kind of like pay it forward. We just we we just follow this path of uh, of human influence going from one character to another um, in very subtle ways, just showing how um, everything is connected and mm-hmm. one thing can affect another thing. You know, uh, seven links away. And a small thing that happened here, like a character dropping a penny could mean life or death for somebody you know and just how like the idea there is like god works in mysterious ways so anyway that's uh my two faith-based ideas and then i have this other idea um that i've been developing called ghost town and uh it started off being a film but i think it would work better as a uh as a series Hmm. and it's about a a town that just like mysteriously appears um just out of thin air and all the people in it and um 
we I, I get into how it happened and um I don't want to give away too much because it's a really good idea and I don't mm-hmm. want somebody to jack it, you know. <laughs> but um uh I call it my Oscar winner because it's so freaking good and uh I think the end to be really emotional. But anyway. <laughs> oh that's that's kind of stuff I love. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So um kind of to that note you made is something else I'm curious about is uh, if you looked at like kind of like the ultimate bucket list film and this could be a single film, this could be a trilogy, whatever you want to make it, like what would that be for you? So to create. Um, I have a slasher movie called murder you where the killer um, kills people based on whatever their college major is that they're that they're uh in that they're doing and i would love to make that um Mm. and uh if i if i can find the right investor um i I, in the next like my plan in the next like five years is to try to get that made and i really like it uh a lot it's probably one of my favorite things i've written um i do have another film that i wrote called man in the mirror that i wrote back in college and it's it's uh it's i would love to make that too i think that would cost like two two million though at least um but it's kind of modeled after freddie it's about a uh it's about a serial killer um who was killed in this museum like this the the cop hunted them down and and trapped him in this museum and the floor of this museum is uh like this polished uh, is very very polished so it gives off like a lot of reflection and the way the guy killed him is he he electrocuted him while he was standing like and his soul kind of went passed through uh the, the 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 mirror it's basically a mirror on the on the on the ground so his soul passed into like the mirror world and from that point he's able to uh uh manipulate reflections and make you see whatever he wants you to see in the reflections of stuff like there's a uh, there's a, the opening scene is this uh, uh, lady she's walking home from a party, and it had just finished raining and it's night and the street lights are on and she's uh, walking over puddles and puddle after puddle these puddles are giving off reflections, and she starts hearing somebody call her name and she gets freaked out and she's like looking around, and then she starts running and then all of a sudden this hand just comes out of this puddle grabs her ankle, and she falls into a bigger puddle. And then these two arms reach up and grab her and pull her in. And once he gets you in his his world, um, this mirror universe is uh, you can manipulate it with your mind. So anything you can imagine, you can make people deal with and see. So it's very similar to Freddy in the dream world. But yeah, it was inspired by that. Uh, but I like it. And everyone who's read it says it's really it's really fun. And it's really good. Um, but yeah, so there's a. Uh, Murder I, You and Murder You and uh, Man in the Mirror are two the two that I would make. <laughs> nice. That second one, I was started thinking of um, Little Monsters. It almost like had yeah. kind of a vibe like that of like you have this underworld and yeah. And what's funny is, man, they got Hollywood got really close with it because about five years after I I wrote it, um, the movie Mirrors came out. Um, mm-hmm. I was Kiefer Sutherland, and um, it's not exactly like it, but it's pretty darn close. I, I went to the theaters while I was like, "Oh no," and I, I, I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, thank goodness that they didn't 
it's not it's not my script but because i was a little i was scared too because i went and uh i went i told you that i did the screenwriting seminar in, in la mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um part part of that was pitching um your stuff to a lot of executives like lionsgate mm-hmm. and uh um new line cinema and a lot of different um uh, film production companies and i i took man and mirror with me and i had um several people interested and I, I i was i was young and very shy and scared back then i had um uh lionsgate want me to come back the next day um because i all i had was the script and they wanted me to make a uh because uh, i i was i didn't know what i was doing back then but you, you should have like like a, a synopsis, a, uh, a a tagline, and a and you know just a a, a package. And I didn't right. have that at the script. So they wanted me to come back the next day. They wanted me to go home, you know, create this package and come back the next day. And I never went. Um, but uh, they did hear my pitch and they did read read a little bit of the script. Um, but you know they had a lot of other people to to see. So, um. Yeah, I, I was scared and I, I never went back, um, which I regret. But, you know, three or four years later, this movie comes out by the same people I pitched to mm-hmm. uh, called Mirrors. And I was scared that they took my idea, but I went and they didn't. They didn't take it. <laughs> I, I saw the film and it's it's different enough that they didn't take it. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I get similar things like that because like I've recently started thinking of a lot of various ideas and like one in particular that started like got a little nervous was a lot of like stuff like I'm into right now is just more nostalgia based um and it's but I like could you take something like I grew up with but continue it because we get all these various reboots and trying to retell the story and it just most of them just don't work out but like an example would be like Mighty Ducks like I've had yeah. like this script idea for like a continuation film and I was really thinking a lot about that and kind of like outlining it and that's when like Disney like announced the show and I was like oh like what are they doing here like um but it's fascinating because even even actors um in recent interviews lately they all say like I'm so surprised no one's tried to do this movie or that movie to try to do this like continuation yeah um so that that kind of stays in the back of my mind. You'd like one thing I'm really excited about is uh, this this kind of reboot series of the Wonder Years because um, that mm-hmm. that's a show I grew up with and had a bit big impact on me and and like I've got one series I'd love to do. It's based off of a, like a speech turned into song, but I'd love to do it in kind of like a Wonder Years esque type way. Mm. Um, so that's like a big big item for me. And uh, and then I'm also huge on Batman, so like my ultimate goal would be like a to, to do like a Batman trilogy. Yeah, man, Batman um, is awesome. I love yeah. Batman because I think you know, and a lot so many. If you look at like you know the fan base, like they get so irritated because it seems like lately we've gotten like Batman after Batman after Batman. It's like you know why can't you just stick with one actor, one storyline, and kind of develop that? And but I'm like I, I would do this when I'm in my 50s and 60s. Because there's so many different stories for Batman that haven't been told, so there's plenty. The one, everybody keeps coming back to the Red Hood, man. I've seen so many yeah. Red Hood remake or mm-hmm. fan films. Yeah, but man, everybody really likes that story, mm-hmm. which I I like it too. But Jason Todd was a very interesting character, and yeah. uh, that, 
the whole story of, of like they they let people vote like does jason todd die or not it, <laughs> it was like yeah kill that kill him <laughs> <laughs> yeah um eventually when i get when i can move and get an office again i'll reset up my bat cave because that's what i had previously so i'm <laughs> i'm itching to get my bat cave set up again so all right man well this is awesome so um Jason Voorhees, Night of the Beast is coming up. So where can people find information online for that? Uh, we have a Facebook page called uh, Voorhees, Night of the Beast Fans. So you can search that on Facebook and find us there. We have an Instagram account. Uh, I believe we even have a TikTok now. Um, uh, we have a Twitter. Just You can just search Jason, or not Jason, but Voorhees, Night of the Beast on all of those mediums um we currently have a kickstarter um that is live that we are um uh pushing pretty hard right now we're it's doing it's doing pretty good a lot better than our indiegogo campaign went um but yeah go to kickstarter search for ease night of the beast it'll pop up and any support we would very appreciate um share share the uh, kickstarter page uh share the facebook page um and any uh monetary backings you can give us we'd love and appreciate so definitely and we're an awesome awesome movie uh that treats jason correctly and bigfoot correctly (laughs) (laughs) so i think yeah right now i'm a little bit more excited on the bigfoot aspect of it um because i just uh, it cracked me up earlier because like you mentioned Harry and the Hendersons and that's something I grew up with and uh, yeah. uh, it's, that's like a film um, I can't wait to like show my kids when they get a little bit older um, I think it's a, fun, a it's a fun movie but yeah, it just but yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'm ready for a more serious like you know horror focus for one so I can't wait to see what you do with this so all of these links uh, I'll drop below for people and um, we'll help share as much as I can Thank you, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you so much for watching and or listening to this show. So before we wrap things up, I'd love to know, did you watch this on YouTube? Did you listen to this on a podcast app? Please let me know through social media or within the comments. I'm really curious to see where my audience is and please say hello. I'd love to engage with you. So I hope you enjoy this episode with myself and Jason. Be sure to go check out his campaign for Voorhees Night of the Beast. There you can get updates on the cast, the crew, the mission, the story, all the various perks you can get by contributing to this film. So please go check that out. Last but not least, if you're new here, please consider subscribing, hitting the like button, following. All of that's going to help the various algorithms to help uh, get this show Um, more friendly in the searches that would really be amazing i would really appreciate it so hope everyone has a fantastic day fantastic week we'll see you in the next one yeah in 2010 thought i was doing something and now i'm rapping